1: One of the most interesting uh, and, I dare I say, intricate chapters of literally the whole Bible. So you have it in Exodus uh, 25, We I talked about how the tabernacle is going to be created. It's going to be a place where God can dwell amongst his people. And they were commanded to make the Ark of the Covenant, commanded to make a table and a lampstand. It was beautiful. And here in Exodus 26, you, you have the instructions for the tabernacle itself. Now, this chapter is 37 verses long, okay? 37 verses long and it is meticulous to all, get, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I just encourage you to read it on your own and walk your way through it. But man, in these, I'm just going to sum up in, in bullet points, what's kind of happening in these 37 verses. Okay. So this is the instructions for the tabernacle itself there. And this is uh, honestly, there's probably even some things that I could have, I mean, cause literally every single verse In this chapter is a different instruction, right? Every single verse is a different thing there to make, different thing to do, different thing here. So so what I'm about to read is not a full exhaustive list, but it's just kind of the highlights of it. Okay. So they're to make 10 curtains. These curtains of linen, blue, purple, and yarn. They're to design cherubim worked into them, which are cherubim or angels. Uh, These curtains are 42 feet tall and six feet wide. Then, then there's 50 loops that they make combining these together. And then there's 50 gold clasps that are going to make this tabernacle, this curtain, a um, one single unit. Then over that, they're going to make 11 curtains of goat hair. That's going to be a tent over the tabernacle, and that's 45 feet tall and six feet wide. Uh, There's going to be upright planks of Asatia wood. These are going to be 25 feet tall, uh, the width of 27 inches, uh, 20 planks for the south side. There's going to be 40 silver bases underneath the 20 planks. Uh, In in verse 29, get, get this image in your head. There's five crossbars uh, for planks on the other side of the tabernacle, and then there's going to be central. There's going to be a central crossbar running through the middle, and you're to overlay that central crossbar with planks of gold. Right? You're going to overlay all those planks with gold, and you're going to make their rings gold to hold in those crossbars and the bars to hold up the tabernacle together in the tent. Man, it is a Epic picture. I mean, you're sitting there honestly, you're reading this and you're like, dude, this seems so extra. I right? like why God, okay, I get you want to make a tent, but like you're making a sanctuary here, and this sanctuary is to be movable. They're gonna to have to move this with them. But but what's so cool about this is this is showing just how intense God is, just how um particular God is about wanting to dwell with his people. And he doesn't want to dwell with them in any kind of way, but he wants to be in the very midst of them. Um, And so when you get to the end, verses 31 through 34, you see where they're supposed to place the things that Exodus 25 told them to make. So God told them Exodus 25 to make the Ark of the Covenant. And what we're going to see is the Ark is going to go behind a curtain in the most holy place. Um, and then outside of that curtain, you're going to have the table. And, and the table is going to be on the north side of the room. And then the lampstand is going to be opposite of that on the south side of the room. And so really what you had when you walked in, you would have walked into a room where you would see this table and you would see this lampstand. And then in the most holy place, the holies of holies, that there would be a, a kind of a curtain that you'd walk behind. That's where the Ark of the Covenant would be, and that's where the Mercy Seat of God would be on top of the Ark of the Covenant, and, and that was kind of what really symbolized. That that was really where the presence of God, what was residing, right? And so uh, this is why it's so big in Leviticus sixteen, where you talk about the the Day of Atonement, where one day a year the priest could go in there and sprinkle blood on the Mercy Seat to sacrifice um, the sins for the sins of the people. Which really, man, you think about this. and 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 I don't want to talk for too long. I could talk forever about this. But but two things. One, you look at how intense it is to go into the most holies of holies. That the high priest had to do that every single year. Once a year, they would go in and make a sacrifice for the sins of the people. Where what does the book of Hebrews say? Man, we have a great high priest who sacrificed not a lamb, but sacrificed himself, the lamb of God, sacrificed himself for us so that the veil and the curtain was torn from top to bottom. And we now have access into the presence of God. That is amazing, right? And then on top of this, you think about the tabernacle. It is this symbolic presence of God. It's where the presence of God would live and reside amongst his people. And yet now the Bible says that we are the temple of God that the Holy Spirit, when, when we place our faith in God through the death and resurrection of Christ, we have been indwell and regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit, and you and I get to experience the same thing that they're making here, because they're making a place for the presence of God, and when we accept Christ, when we believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes up resonance amongst our heart. Um, man, it's just an incredible picture, and it, it's so beautiful here, and it's so intricate, and it's so detailed, and And I just encourage you, man, if you're an artist and you like like art, man, is the art here not amazing? Like Exodus 26, bro, is your chapter. Yeah, as God is laying out this beautiful way to design the tabernacle in this beautiful way, beautiful way um, to do this. And so, uh, man, I'd encourage you to read it and just be encouraged by the fact that, man, God desires to be with his people. But, but God is a holy God worthy of all honor, worthy of all glory. And this tabernacle is going to reflect that. And in many ways, as we said in the last chapter, in many ways, you think about this gold and this purple and these um, elaborate things. In many ways, in many ways, this is creating a heaven on earth, where Genesis one and two was supposed to be, where man and woman and all of humanity would reside with God in perfect community. And then Revelation is going to re- recreate and redeem all that. And this is a kind of a mini heaven on earth where God is going to be in the midst of his people as it was intended to be in Genesis 1 and 2. So I hope you read Exodus 26 and really just be blown away by how many details there are. It's pretty incredible. But God is serious about desiring community with his people and being amongst them. And so I hope you're encouraged by that and I hope you read it. It's pretty, um, it's pretty interesting and pretty fun to read. And so I encourage you to read that today.